Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today we are joined by political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. Yesterday on this program, we spoke with former Secretary of Defense and White House Chief of Staff Leon Panetta about challenges for Democrats in the Biden administration as we turn to the midterm elections of 2022. Today we turn to the Republican side and the challenges that the GOP faces in Congress as well as in Sacramento. So, Professor, can you start us off with some perspective about uh, how California's Republican Party is evolving in recent years? Well, good afternoon, Jeff and Patty. And as we think about the, the national conversation of what's going on with the GOP versus what happens in California, it's a very different setting here, right? You had the recall of, of Gavin Newsom, which, which backfired, and he was able to, to throw back. You have a, a very different conversation in, in different parts of the state in terms of counties that touch the water versus those that don't. Almost half the voters in the state are registered as Democrats. And of the other half, about half are Republican and half are no-party preference voters. So what happens on the coast is not always what happens inland. And so today's guests can talk about some of those different perspectives, especially as we set up for the midterms for next year and our next legislative session. We're going to bring that guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with California State Senator Brian Jones. Thank you very much for joining us, Senator. You have worked in the Capitol in both the Assembly and now the Senate for more than a decade. What are the challenges for relevance as a Republican in Sacramento? Well, I, I think the professor kind of hit on, started to hit on it a little bit in that in California, the Republicans, you know, one of the things that we uh, try to do and uh, continue to, in efforts is to differentiate our, our brand from the national Republican brand because there is a, a, a significant difference between what happens in Sacramento and what happens in Washington, D.C. But a lot of Californians don't realize is that Sacramento is actually uh, somewhat bipartisan uh, in a lot of the things that we do. So I, I have very positive uh, relationships with many people, uh, many Democrat legislators, both in the Assembly and in the Senate, uh, several of them from the Bay Area. So uh, as a Republican, I was the number one Republican last year as far as getting bills passed out of both houses and signed by the governor. And the only reason that happened is because I built and maintained very positive working relationships with my colleagues across the aisle which we don't see that coming out of D.C. so much. And, um, you know, one of the things I always try to encourage the media in California is to pick up on that, you know, a little bit more here in California. Senator, thank you for joining us today. And how do Republicans find brand success, not just in Sacramento, but, but in terms of winning a statewide constitutional office, uh, a place they haven't been since 2006? Right. That's going to be uh, tough. I think we've got uh, some very good candidates for next year for 
um, you know, especially for Attorney General, the the DA from Sacramento. Uh, of course, um, you may know she has uh, re-registered as no party preference. So we'll see if that formula works on a statewide uh, platform or not. I I think it'll be tough for her, but you know, I I think um, at her core she exhibits Republican values. The as far as you know, the governor and lieutenant governor and other seats that are going to be coming up. Um, you know, we'll see. We've got Lonnie Chen that's running for controller, so and he's doing very well and, and raising a lot of money. And I think that his message, uh, working in the Bay Area and coming out of the Bay Area, I think he's learning how to craft a message that will resonate with the rest of the state. Senator, I have to ask you about Donald Trump. Um, we'd be remiss not to in that he is proving to be a very popular, polarizing figure, even within the Republican Party almost becoming a litmus test for some. How do California Republicans navigate that? Well, that's really tough. Uh, you know, in my area, it's not so difficult. Um, he, he's popular in, in my area, but uh, other parts of the state, I understand, he's not, you know, not so much. Obviously, Orange County, other parts of San Diego County, where I'm at, uh, and, then, and then, of course, in the Bay Area, I, I think, you know, his numbers are, you know, way under up there. So he's... You know, Trump's got to find a way to get his message around the national media. There just seems, in my opinion, to be a, a competition in the national media and, and who can be the most negative about him without, and then, you know, obviously with every president, there's some good things and some bad things. And the national media, in my opinion, just refuses to report any of the good things he did while he was president. So that, but he's got to find a way around that. That's not my responsibility, nor the California GOP uh, to carry the water for him in California. He's got to figure out a way to make that message resonate. You were just mentioning some promising Republican candidates in upcoming elections. I want to ask you a little bit more about that, because in order for them to rise to the state wide level, they, they have to start out somewhere. They have to start at the, at the local level. Do you think there's been an erosion of the bench or the farm team at the local level o- over the last few years? Of uh, Republicans? Yes. I, no, I, I think in, in you know, many of the areas where Republicans are currently elected, um, we're doing pretty good. And, and I, I think even still statewide, if you look at the number of elect- and this statistic might be a couple years old, but the last time I remember looking at it, at, as far as the number of elected offices Statewide, you know, city council, fire board, school board, those kind of seats. I, I think the elected positions were about 50-50, half Democrat, half Republican. In some areas of the state, like San Diego County, in the lower uh, level elected offices, you know, I came from a city council. Uh, some of my Republican colleagues came from school boards or planning commissions or other things. I think in San Diego County, Republicans still outnumbered Democrats as far as any elected office. Uh, Senator, one area where you receive attention is on the subject of vaccines and, and the choice to get one or not. And how do you think the vaccine issue should be handled as we consider children and those who are school age, by, by parents, education officials, public health officials, all of those? Well, yeah, I think I think we need to be, you know, very – well, first of all, California has done a very good job with the vaccination rates. I saw a statistic last week that the governor put out that 89% of California adults have received at least their first uh, dose of the vaccine. That's a very high rate of vaccine. I think as we move into the younger ages, the children and such, 
Um, and, and we look at the science of how the virus is affecting children. You know, it's, it's by numbers and percentages, it's really not uh, having a large effect on children under 18 or really under 35 for that matter. But for children under 18 statewide, out of 3.8 million children in that age group, you know, very few have had uh, fatal results of it. And then, you know, those that have been are obviously unfortunate cases. And my heart uh, goes out to those families that have lost kids to this. But we have to look at the science of it and is it, uh, you know, so where I'm going with this is we have to be very careful when we look at mandates and those kind of things for, you know, I believe children under 18. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Our guest has been Brian Jones, state senator from the 38th Senate District. Also, our thank to Dr. David McEwen. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.